ready. I have my coffee here. You have your coffee. What are you drinking today? <laughs> I'm, full disclosure, I'm drinking tea. This is a problem. Okay. Because, Alex, uh, get coffee. It keeps us up. <laughs> it's too late for coffee. Alex, you, do you drink coffee at night? Uh, no, not at night. Uh, I drink coffee six to two, usually. Okay, see, John, it's unfortunate. He makes sense. It's not like you. Unfortunate, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> uh, so uh, today's guest is Alex Barker, uh, or known as Happy Farm D. Uh, that's how I found him on, online and uh, connected with him. So. Uh, idea was today to talk to Joanne, my wife, who is a pharmacist and who recently had a career change. But then we found that it would be great to have Alex as well, um, and um, and kind of do this um, conversation about pharmacy and career and career change in the future of pharmacy. Um, so. Um, Alex, welcome. Thank you for having me, Marco. Appreciate it. Uh, so, um, Joanne, did you have any questions for Alex to begin I with? I do, Alex. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Get ready. I'm, <laughs> my feet are sweaty. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, we're just going to start light. Uh, a lot of um, what I'm interested in learning from you is I understand that you talk to a lot of people who get suffer from burnout and they're they they come to you they're in trouble what are the typical problems you're seeing that's out there why is our career being abandoned so early i mean i certainly have personal reasons but i'd like to hear from you more about what what you're finding what's out there uh, there's a lot of different perspectives to take you know there's the perspective of what does the literature say mm -hmm. um and Usually the literature just reiterates what's common sense. <laughs> um, it just validated, validated. Um, but you're right. I do talk with dozens of pharmacists um, every month, and it's a fairly consistent trend. Mm -hmm. um, people reporting the typical things as to why they don't like their job. So that's things like the work overload, mm -hmm. uh, a lack of community that in the workplace whether that mm -hmm. means they're being bullied um i'm someone who went through some bullying in in my first job and it wasn't fun and mm -hmm. um that definitely led to a burnout environment for myself mm -hmm. um there's but there's other variety of factors as well um mm -hmm. insufficient reward that's not as common in pharmacists mm -hmm. um, those are some of the technical terms that we use <laughs> to describe burnout mm -hmm. but what i if I had to like sum it up as to what I continue to hear uh -huh. is I wish I could help more people, I see. but I'm forced to do things that I don't care about and okay. I don't like doing. Uh -huh. um, you see, what really resonates with me with some of the things you've said, it uh, primarily has to do with um, I wish I could help more people. That is along, along the lines of I wish I could do more with what I know. I feel like we're such a talented group of people, but um, it seems like our careers have been hijacked 
by an industry that's taken us in a completely different direction. You know, we're all clinical people, and we, we think clinically. Anybody who's been through that rigorous training, and um, it's a shame that they that we're, I don't know, we're kind of, um, our careers have been condensed to less than clinical monitoring. You know, they make clinical monitoring such a, such a small component um, of what we could be doing. You know, you, you turn it into a, for example, one of the retail chains just turns it into, let's call, call a certain number of people mm-hmm. and make sure you've checked on their, you know, monitored them. Well, the, if you're just checking a box, then you're not really monitoring those people. So I really feel like if it, if it came from a, of a genuine place, you know, and, and time was allowed to make those connections, I think more of us would not feel like that. And um, one thing that I heard you say on one of your talks, Alex, that really resonated with me with, had to do with education. And I think that's, that's really, I don't know, if, if, if we could be more utilized, you know, for what we know. And if our knowledge could take us further than just at the doorstep of um, drug utilization reviews. If we, could, if we knew right. more about the patient. Yeah. Know. I mean... On my end, I mean, the way I see things, it's, it's, it's really needs to be a right fit for the person, the job. The jobs are going to be there, but, but it's, if it's the right fit, um, what's your thought? There's a lot to unpack there. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you um, know, it's, we're not rushing. Drink coffee, Alex. <laughs> Again, it's late at night. I'm not. I don't want to stay up all late. I get. I get up at five, so it, right. <laughs> it's an early morning. Right. Um, the way I like to think about it, in simplest terms, is it's number care versus healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, no one joined pharmacy saying to themselves, "I can't wait to make my retail pharmacy tons of money." You know, <laughs> I can't right. wait to improve some arbitrary metrics. Um, people joined our profession. Yes, the salary is a, obviously a draw or a part of it, but mm-hmm. most people join because they enjoy helping other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that the heart of the burnout issue, it, it could be condensed down to you have your own set of core personal values, the things that are really important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's empathy. Maybe it is honesty or um, you know, transparency, whatever your core values are, as you work, you slightly get bent off course. Think of your own core values driving you north. You know, you know where north is at all times. Mm-hmm. But as you start to work in the workplace, you begin to see some little tiny decisions that pull you away from your true north. And it's very subtle at first. And it, you mm-hmm. may even do something like justify uh, <laughs> you, these small decisions like, well, you know, um, you know, I'm just I'm going to try to do these as quickly as I can. I'm going to go through all of these patient charts as quickly as I can, just so that I don't get yelled at by the boss. True. Mm-hmm. And so rather than treating each patient like your grandmother, which is you know, something that's important to you internally, you instead decide, I'd rather not go through the pain of going, you know, hearing from my boss again. 
Yeah. And it's small little tiny decisions like that that add off where you no longer are living in your values. Right. It's what psychologists like to call moral injury. Right. You, you're in an environment that is forcing you to do things that go against your code. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the classic, I don't know why I keep thinking of this example when I think about this, but I, I think about, you know, Indiana Jones getting in a plane with a bunch of snakes. Like, it goes against his code. He <laughs> right. hates <Yeah>. snakes. That's uh, <laughs> not what he does. I, I probably need to come up with a better movie example than that. But, you know, oh, that was great. Something that you love, something that you hate, you know, yeah. those are all based on what you believe in, what you care about, what comes natural to you. Right. Um, and slowly but surely, the work environment just slightly bends your compass away from your true north. Right. And that unfortunately just has a tons of cascade. Joanne, uh, right. your, your husband told me you recently yeah. left your job. I um, did, Alex. I, I watched a movie. <laughs> I watched Gary V. and he said, you know what? If you are going, making a turn, and sorry, Gary V. if I'm saying this incorrectly, but <laughs> if you're, you're basically on, in a canoe and there's a rock coming at you and there's, uh, you can either go right or left, you know what? He said it doesn't make a difference. I quit that day. <laughs> I quit. I called wow. Marco and I said, listen, Marco, I have to leave. I have to leave. I've known this for a couple weeks now and I just, I have to do it today. So I called my boss. I said, listen, I've never quit before. And so how do we do this? I, I'd like to leave, but I'd like to leave on a nice note. You know, goodbye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he said, I said, will, will October 8th or whatever, two days after my birthday, will that be okay? He said, yeah. I said, is there anything else I need to do? He said, no, you, you can quit. I said, oh, this is great. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be at work tomorrow. <laughs> I quit. And, it, and the three weeks leading up to my quitting were the best weeks in pharmacy I've ever had mm. because I ran it my way. Uh, this uh, text said, Joanne, can you give that flu shot? I said, gladly. And I went in there, and I did what I wanted to do. I talked to the Bring patients. On, I said, listen, you know you're here for a flu shot. You know you shouldn't be this upset. What's upsetting you? And I talked to these patients. And I said, listen, you're a heart patient. I just gave you some hypertensive medication. We shouldn't be upsetting you. What happened? Did it take too long? And they just relaxed. And it was great. Mm. I was able to lead pharmacy the way I wanted to. And yeah, and, and it was about 15 to 20 minutes. If they said, Joanne, you're going to give us shingles and an pneumonia, it just took a lot longer. It was great. And yeah. the techs knew I had prepared them. I said, listen, these last couple of days are going to be my last day, so I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> and, gonna, and, and I talked to so many people for hours. It was great because that's I, what I wanted to do. I wanted to really course. talk to these patients and, and, and give them a meaningful time at the pharmacy. And we built a lot of relationships. And say, one of them said, hey, are you a floater? You know, are you, are you going to come back? When are you coming back? <laughs> I said, actually, today is my last day. But thank you. It was great for me, too. Mm. <laughs> and it was wonderful, you know. Yeah. But I had been practicing like that for the last three weeks, you know. And then the final, finally, it occurred to me, I just have to leave because this is really how I like to do it. And like you said, those metrics are not going to survive if I keep doing this. So I won't hurt the staff pharmacist. I'll just segue out. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I learned how to do it. So now 
Uh, I sat and I was quiet for two weeks and then I decided, you know what? I called up my friend. I said, I, I, I realize I'm bored. I'm bored and I, I really need to work. So do you have some work for me? And she owns a pharmacy and she said, you know, Joanne, sure. Why don't you do some chronic care management? And that opened up a whole new world for me. And um, so right now, you know, I volunteer and uh, I look at, I get to look at patients holistically. Mm. Uh, what what that means is I get access to their charts. I get to see what are the chronic illnesses they have. I take a look at their drugs, and I kind of fiddle with it. And I say, hmm, are those you know go through the the typical things? Is that the right drug, the right dose for the right patient? And and it works, and I enjoy it because I'm seeing another side of pharmacy, which brings me, Alex, to another point. What's our yeah, what's the future for pharmacy? How do you see it? Because I see it as we need to carve our own way. So what do you see? Where do we fit in? I kind of don't want to answer your question just because there's so okay. much to unpack from your story, but I will oh. answer it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, Alex. No, no. Um, we'll uh, take a shot at whatever, whatever no, no, interests no, no, no. you then. I, I, we can circle back to it, but because your story is so interesting oh, um, because it is not the typical story that I run into, although I do hear people <laughs> who just say, I can't handle this anymore. Mm. Usually it comes from a place of not as much wellness as what you're describing. Um, I so love patients, Alex. <laughs> I love people. Mo <laughs> yeah, most people do. Um, yeah. You can tell when you're burned out if is if that every day you feel like you don't have patience, you have problems. Uh-huh. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. And when that transition happens on a regular basis, I mean, that's mm -hmm. the kind of gut check that I mm -hmm. usually give people for burnout. There's, mm -hmm. there's surveys you can take and all that. So mm -hmm. where does pharmacy fit in? Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll backtrack a little yeah. bit to share with you my vision and how yes. I've come to this mm -hmm. and where I think pharmacy can fit in in this future mm -hmm. and some of this is is radical and some of this is a little bit so people aren't going to like the things that i think are going to happen and mm -hmm. I, you know i don't i don't have you know any agenda here that i'm trying to push or i don't have stock in big pharma <laughs> or anything like that i love it i love it <laughs> um so back in 2016 I had spoken with enough pharmacists to know that there was a problem mm -hmm. and people, people who did have jobs hated it and mm -hmm. a lot of people couldn't find a job. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I decided to create the Happy PharmD and I said, I want to create a resource, services and, and courses and guides to help people find better and happier jobs doesn't mean they're perfect it just means they're doing something that actually makes them happy at the end of the day and that has a compound effect on their family their community and so much more mm -hmm. but as I began helping people in the beginning it was just me yeah. um, we grew and we helped more people and we helped pharmacists find new better jobs but the more I talked with people the more I talked with people also who didn't decide to work with us, the more I realized that the job market, it swings back and forth. Mm 
that were on the pendulum on the other side. I do think that there will come a day when we'll be in demand again. I don't know mm -hmm. when, and I don't know how long it's going to take, but I do believe that that is the future, that one day we will be in demand because mm -hmm. um, every market fluctuates. I, I guess I hold on to that economic law. <laughs> but for now, what do we do? Yes. I've changed my vision from helping pharmacists find jobs to helping pharmacists find and create jobs. Mm -hmm. So I like it. while our primary focus right now is usually working with people one-on-one -on -one or in groups or in our courses, helping them figure out what makes them great naturally, mm -hmm. what are their you know, God-given born gifts that they have and how can they use that in uh, the specific pharmacy niches and markets and different industries that are within our industry. I think there is all, there'll always be a place for that, but I'm starting to realize I need to be teaching pharmacists how to create jobs for themselves. Yes. Yes. In addition, creating businesses. So I'll give you an example. Um, I maybe about a year and a half ago or two years ago. So this is, this is like beginning of 2017. I started mm -hmm. working with this pharmacist named Brittany Hoffman Eubanks. She is a community manager uh, pharmacist, enjoys her work. Um, mm -hmm. It is stressful, but she does enjoy community pharmacy. She doesn't, you know, want to throw the whole baby out, baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> but she wanted to uh, create a business she wanted to create a medical writing business and you know her business among some others was like kind of like the foundation of this idea of what if instead of you just creating you know this lifestyle entrepreneur movement you watch Gary V Gary Vaynerchuk if you yes. don't know him check him out you either love him or you hate him or you tolerate him um, <laughs> the third one yeah, I tolerate him. He's a little I bit obnoxious, well. but he's he's yeah. a little bit much. But he told me he helped yeah. me quit. Yeah, he's single. Yeah, he's single time. either way. <laughs> once a month, tiny I dose him. I dose him once a month. <laughs> hey, I listened to that video and otherwise I quit. you have a lot of side effects. I I can't take away that value from you, Joanne. You know, he spoke <laughs> yeah. truth to you, and he did. He did. Yeah. So he's I good, believe. But there's this big movement into lifestyle entrepreneurship, which is this idea that by creating a business, you'll uh -huh. finally have the freedom that you seek. And yes. there is a tiny bit of truth in that. Hmm. Um, but there's also a lot of stress that most people are not aware of or want to have. Mm -hmm. But I thought, what if we taught pharmacists how mm -hmm. to create businesses and models in which they could hire other people and they could potentially employ them full time? And to fast forward many months, Brittany is now at that point where she has a very successful business that she's created on the side and it's employing mm -hmm. other pharmacists to do mm -hmm. the work yeah. of medical writing. That is so awesome. This is, that's the kind the of future. Yeah. I like it. Go ahead. No, no, I was just commenting that she was, she focused on the, on the things that she things that where she where she can bring the most value right and and really kind of laser focus on that and not get distracted by all the negative yeah yeah i mean 
that's that's it's going to take giants we're going to have to do this in order to really change the trajectory of our profession i feel yeah. like we have been for too long <laughs> being led we need to lead I, well you need good examples i mean yeah. i like yeah. the fact that alex just brought up a good example mm-hmm. of what can be done because mm-hmm. i think a lot of people are just you know, they are day in, day out, they just feel hopeless, you know, like this is not going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, but giving an example mm-hmm. that, yes, you can change it. Not not everybody can just quit a job and just, um, and survive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have single moms and dads and they just have to provide. But mm. having that mindset that, okay, I'm going to go get a paycheck because I have to. But then my mind is also going to work um, and think about other things and, and what's positive. Like Joanne loves patience. Like she's a people person. Mm-hmm. I'm a tech guy. Even though I'm mm-hmm. just failing to keep my thing in my ear right now. So but, um, it's a lack of coffee. Um, That's all it is. Just a lack of coffee. Okay, tea. Don't worry about it. Tea. Don't worry about it. I might. Good Lord. <laughs> um, but no, it's just you have to find your niche. Like what, what you like to do and, and find a way how to channel the energy. Um, so, Alex, have we been overpaid for too long? You haven't even um, let me finish my answer to the previous question. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Go don't ahead, be. Alex. No, don't be. Uh, uh-huh. there, I think there's a lot more to pack, unpack what's happening uh-huh. uh, and what will happen. But the way I want to shape, I'll just end by saying the way I want to uh-huh. shape the future of pharmacy is by helping people create businesses that employ other people. Yeah. Um, my big dream, my big vision Mm-hmm. is to make my company so successful that I, I don't need a lot. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a pretty frugal guy at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't have a Tesla. I want one one day, but I don't have one. But mm-hmm. what I want to do with all this money is I want to mm-hmm. take it and I want to invest it in great people with great ideas mm-hmm. so that they can build companies mm-hmm. um, and, and employ people. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to have some innovation happen because – I, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. We have uh, been stuck in the doldrums for too long. Mm-hmm. So your question to me was, have we been paid too much for too long? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think an economic, I've, t- I've spoken actually with a few economics economists i can't say yes. that word very well I, i've spoken with a few of these yeah, economists thank you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i've spoken with a few of these intelligent people about mm-hmm. labor economics specifically in our industry right and none of them have once questioned the fact that back in the early 2000s when the demand for pharmacists was high mm-hmm. the salary arbitrarily shot up right everyone knows this yes um because of the high demand that was there um, you you could make some arguments that a pharmacist's true salary is not at that point. And we're seeing that now because obviously we're in oversupply and we are seeing a significant decrease in our uh, starting salaries. Uh, as of this year in 2019, word on the street, if you didn't know, 
was that mm -hmm. practically most of the graduating class of 2018, wait, 2019, excuse me, mm -hmm. were offered jobs at $45 an hour. So it's $90,000 a year, roughly, which is a pretty significant drop just from a mm -hmm. few years ago. Mm -hmm. So uh, I th I've been playing around with this idea and I haven't come up with a blog post yet or a video. So this is like the first time that I'll be articulating this idea. But I think what has happened is that because of the market forces, it has, <clears throat> it's created a profession mm -hmm. where a lot of people entered the profession being paid a significant sum of money and it's created an atmosphere of amateurish behavior. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I don't want to call out specific people because I entered mm -hmm. it in the same exact way. I, yes, I'm not saying, we agree. Oh, I'm not saying everyone is an amateur. I'm not trying to downgrade no. your personal achievements. Hear me no. out. Absolutely. Because everyone was paid so much out of school mm -hmm. and you are practically paid the same amount as everyone else based on how little or how much effort you put in mm -hmm. unless you're in right. sales or in management right. typically right this in turn creates an environment where you're really basing your life on fear you're basing yes. the fact that you have this job that is forcing uh, you to pay your bills your mortgage your loans and you're too scared to quit why quit because you have a great job that pays you a ton of amount uh, a huge amount of money that you probably couldn't make anywhere else so your dreams of writing a book or becoming a writer or an artist or a musician or doing something completely different seems too scary for you. And mm -hmm. so you have lots of people stuck in cages. <laughs> I don't really have a great philosophical or research evidence to prove this point, but I've mm -hmm. spoken with well over a thousand pharmacists. Mm -hmm. And if there is one surprising theme that I've noticed amongst people, Mm -hmm. is that many people have dreams mm -hmm. and, and sadly few of them have dreams and aspirations about pharmacy the vast majority of people tell me things like mm -hmm. sometimes i'll ask the random during a coaching session i'll ask a question like you know let's say tomorrow you you all of a sudden have 500 million dollars in the bank but in order to keep that amount of money you have to do some sort of work. You have to do something. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you lose that amount of money. doesn't mean you have to work 40 hours a week or 60 or even 20. But you have to do something that mm -hmm. helps others. What would that be? Mm -hmm. And occasionally, people will say something in pharmacy. And that's mm -hmm. a great way for us to segue into a new path. Mm -hmm. um, but many times, people say things like, I wish I was a carpenter. And right. it's so funny that mm -hmm. we, for whatever reason, everyone's got their own, mm -hmm. that we justify this huge burden we took on to do with this education so that we could just have this job and this safe income. Mm -hmm. and it's almost like it's the safe, cowardly way out. It I, I say this from experience because mm -hmm. my big dream was to be a comedian. I'm not that funny, you, oh, uh, yes. but years ago, <laughs> that was hope. my, ups that, there's still hope, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But my my dream as a kid was uh-huh. to do like go on YouTube and make funny videos, and right. I love that stuff. But you know what? That was scary. Uh-huh. And so rather going all out on something and giving it my everything, mm-hmm. committing to it, I mm-hmm. chickened out and I mm-hmm. did what was a lot safer, which was to rely on my brains mm-hmm. and my natural talent to memorize. Mm-hmm. And I went into sciences. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a, it wasn't, I saw a pharmacist do what a pharmacist did and I was passionate about pharmacy of a sudden. It was, I'm good at math and science and I don't want to touch blood, butts or guts. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of pharmacists are in that space. Right. We, we are scared to do something completely different because it means all sorts of things about myself. Like I'm a failure. I'm not well, good yeah. enough. Yeah. Well, it I, has to do with what, what really informs us, right? So if you're a Buddhist yeah. or you're trying to be a Buddhist like I am, or you're a minimalist, perhaps those things... You, don't matter. I had a lot of people the day I quit and I said, listen, I'm leaving. They said, oh, what are you going to do? And I said, nothing. <laughs> I said, I don't know. I have no idea. It's unknown. And they looked at me and one guy said, oh, I always want to be a writer, but I don't have anybody to draw pictures. I said, guess what? You just met an artist. I'm going <laughs> to illustrate those pictures for you. And I have some up there and I'm going to take him these pictures. And it kind of, my quitting freed a lot of people because they had to sit and think, I could Mm. do this too. Because I've been doing this for what? We've been doing this 10, 20, 15 years. 10 years as a pharmacist. So, yeah. yeah. Mark will turn on the, excuse us, Alex, technical difficulty for one minute. (laughs) You're right. He's got to turn that on. That worked? Yeah. I'll let him. See. Yeah, sorry, Alex. Go ahead. Yeah. You're forgiven. But what it is is, Alex, there are all of these different things that we our dreams got shut out. But the sure way to know that whether pharmacy is for you or for or not for you, one way to test it is to quit, because then what are you gonna do? And if and and one thing I always thought, you know, if you had asked me this question prior to quitting and prior to the two weeks of sitting by myself, I'd have said, oh. You gave me a lot of money, I'm going to be an artist. I'm just going to draw, and that's going to be the end of it. And I, I got rejected from art school, so the pharmacy school is what accepted me. So I had, that was it. it the world mm. made its choice for me, you know. Art yeah. school said, you're not good enough. I said, fine, I know I can do science, that's easy. Yeah. But after you quit, and you sit with yourself, and you, you, you know, you've been with this career for 10 years or so, like I have, it grows on you. So, so I needed to do something within pharmacy. That's what led me to call my friend. I mean, I could have sat here and just, I guess, doodled and drawn. I still draw, but, but it, there is something there when you've done it for 10 years, even though maybe it may not have been the starting point. Maybe it's not the starting point for you. But do you, do you miss it if you don't do something in there, Alex? Mm. I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I it, mean, for me, it's, it's a very... It's, We've talked, me and John, about this many times. Um, but really, kind of, you can, as you as you do something, you and you do it well, you know, um, you, you kind of get the strength from it. You know? and, and then you reach a point in your career where you kind of, okay, I've done this long enough that I feel comfortable. Now let's expand. 
mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's also important to kind of recognize that if you two three out years out of school, it might not be as clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're ten fifteen years out of school, and you've practiced, you've seen enough, <laughs> then you also have this chance of putting things. Okay, I'm gonna do pharmacy and this other passion and try to put them together, like medical writing and pharmacy, or I don't know, comedian and pharmacy. I don't know. I guess you can do that. There's a lot of jokes um, there. Listen, <laughs> it's possible. Um, you can put anything together. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. innovation happens. Really, I mean, you can do anything. Um, uh, I think somebody's writing a sitcom on uh, based on pharmacy. Um, they've been trying to for years and we all agree there's a lot of a lot of jokes jokes there um but you know essentially what i'm trying to say is that it's you just have to open up your mind and see what can you do i mean you can completely abandon pharmacy or just try to um make this kind of merger of two passions yeah um and that's what we usually find happens when we work mm-hmm. with people. Yes. The, maj- the, ma- the majority of the time, we find people saying things like, I don't know what I want to do, but it's not this. Uh-huh. And usually, it does not mean that they go into something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, one of two things I've, I've, I see over and over again happening. Um, someone comes to us, they want out of where they're at because it, it is usually it's bad. Sometimes people do have just a career lull. It's not that bad of a place, but they're like, this isn't challenging anymore. And I realize mm-hmm. the warning signs, if I don't get out, something bad's going to happen. So they will mm-hmm. either, either they'll find a great new job that fits a lot of the things that they're looking for in their life right now, or they'll find a job that is just maybe slightly better. It's a slightly better work environment or, you know, it's just a twinge better. Mm-hmm. But once they get to that place, that's a twinge better. They all of a sudden have the mental capacity, the space <laughs> to pursue what makes them really, really happy. And many times that is creating something that is completely outside of pharmacy. Um, one of the guys that we worked with, his name's Eric Yi. He was a part of Mar- Marixa for a while, uh-huh. um, and did not enjoy that in work environment. And he went to go work for uh, the military uh, uh, on a U.S. base. Um, I forget where. I think in Washington. Could be. I think I'm wrong. But then he mm-hmm. transitioned into the VA from there, and mm-hmm. through these transitions. He's ended up creating a side gig where he has an Instagram page. And when you started at Marixa, like he would have never had the capacity to do something like that. <laughs> right. And for you, now that you quit, yes. Joanna, I'm certain that you're like, now what? I can do oh, yeah. anything I want with my time. That's exactly right. <laughs> and you have something drew you to pharmacy. And yeah. What I find tr- to be true is that mm-hmm. even though pharmacists, you know, typically the really burnt out ones say mm-hmm. like, this is awful. I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore. 
I'm I'm just gonna quit. I'm gonna be uh, a you know uh, I'm gonna sell this MLM thing and I'm gonna sell mm -hmm. essential oils to my next door neighbors. I usually don't advise stuff like that ever. It's not gonna work out. Right? Uh, I can't sell anything. <laughs> yeah. <couldn't> even... <laughs> there's yeah. usually there's something about pharmacy that they enjoy. Yes, that's and I, where those. Yes. After breaking down the barriers of their hatred or their <laughs> right. self-loathing, right? Like, take that all away. What is the one thing that you really like about this? And whatever that one thing is, there right. is for certain a job that is yeah. all about that. Yes. Maybe not a hundred percent, but usually the majority. So, what's going to be interesting, and I would encourage you, Margot, to do this in future episodes with your wife. Because for everyone mm -hmm. who's listening to this, they may be thinking like, well, this is Joanna's situation. Her husband's working. I can't do that. That's and what they've told us. They're not yeah. going to know what's going to happen and next they're right. Year. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone's got their unique situation. I mean. Hey, there is, there, there is truth to that. But yeah, everyone's got, you know, their ancestors to thank for where right. they're at today. Right. Uh, and there's tons of blessings that you can't account for. Right. So don't compare yourself to Joanna's end because you right. maybe you haven't even started. Right. right. But what's going to be really interesting is to see your transformation to yes. this next thing, whatever that is. I would it highly is encourage chronic you care to... management. <laughs> right, but you said you're volunteering, right? Oh yes. Well, you, it's always the hope that it'll turn into a job. I have great hopes if that... I do it well, and yeah. uh, it you know it could lead to a position. If it doesn't, I have all this knowledge. You know, I that's yeah. the payoff. I keep saying this. They say, "Oh, thank you, Joe. Thank you. We did forty-two patients this month." I'm like, "That's great. That's wonderful." Yeah, but you know, yeah. The thing, yeah, it's important to. I was we we're talking about yeah. this, and it's important to do this mental for me at least. That kind of makes me sometimes sit back and uh, think about my job and my position and where I'm at mm -hmm. and you kind of have to uh, have, do this mental exercise where you I ask myself mm -hmm. okay if I do X for next three years I might not be good right now but in three That's years right. I'll be great mm -hmm. so right now Joanne is doing CCM for, you know for free essentially um, chronic care management but in in six months or three months you'll be much better and other opportunities might open up um, I'm going to be better this month when I look at three uh, yeah. a patient with three different chronic cases and what what labs am I looking at and what is going to drop my thinking has changed already right so the right. change is already there the important thing mm -hmm. is that making this step and then yeah. making another step and another step and just right. keep right. pushing forward because mm -hmm. otherwise you just stagnant st you're stuck mm -hmm. and a lot of people feel stuck mm -hmm. and yeah. you can blame your boss you can blame the company you no. work for no you need can, you know but it really is it's it, which is, could be true it's probably true <laughs> to a certain extent but you gotta make that make that step forward listen yeah. that's how i see it i mean that and i'm glad you did what you did mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of things are opening up for you, mm -hmm. um, and you're happier. You I thank you for the support. That's what I have to say to you. Right. Thank you. I'll keep making you coffee Aww. and doing these interviews. I know it's lovely, Alex. But on, on a <laughs> tea after six p.m. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I just encourage people to do it if you can. If you see a way out, take it. 
and um, what you're worried about, study some Buddhism, some minimalism. You know, you can't take this stuff with you to the grave. So what are you accumulating for the sake of accumulation for? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I've been known to tell my bosses uh, when they say, oh, why are you doing so little hours? I say, well, maybe if you had less cars, you could work less. <laughs> Perhaps. I'm sure that went over well. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I told a staff pharmacist that years ago. I said, if you had one less car, you could just maybe work one day less. It'll work out for you. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's but, true. but we can, yeah. we got to stop holding on to things and really living. That's how I look at it. Yeah. You know? Stop accumulating. Now, Alex, I had, I had one question. You kind of touched on this. Um, we talk about the pharmacist and helping them, but for me, what's very interesting also is talking to the students and the people who are actually thinking about doing pharmacy, mm. um, because I, I hear a lot and I see a lot now where people are saying, oh, do not do pharmacy. Oh, so his cousin asked uh, about pharmacy school and yeah. I told him, no, do not do pharmacy. Which I personally disagree with because you can't just, as you said, there's a pendulum swing, you know, things change mm -hmm. and just kind of discarding this whole <laughs> section, you know, like, you know, of healthcare and saying, nope, don't do it. It's horrible. To me, it's a bad example. And, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of that kind of talk right now. Yeah. So what do you have any suggestions any things um, you want to say to future pharmacists yeah uh don't do it for the money do That's it right. because you want to yes um i i i think the online message you've you've aptly said it everyone is saying don't do pharmacy anytime you do like a job pharmacy job or pharmacy school You'll see in the top 10 Google, someone, a viral, you know, anonymous forum post of people complaining about the conditions in pharmacy. And they have valid points, but most of these people, unfortunately, are blindly uh, angry. Um, and they don't have, rather than doing something constructive for themselves, they would rather just anonymously complain online. And mm -hmm. that's, that's a mindset issue for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. there's something in pharmacy that you think really intrigues you and you validated with yourself that this is something worth pursuing and you think that you can be good at it, whatever that it is, then you shouldn't let the naysayers say pharmacy's bad. Mm -hmm. There are still jobs out there. Uh, yes, there's a 0% job growth. Um, but the reason why I would encourage you to go pursue pharmacy is that during your training and even before pharmacy school, you should be doing everything in your power to get as much experience, as many connections, and as many opportunities as possible to go do that thing that you think is wonderfully interesting. interesting. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, if you're like me and you went through college just putting your thumbs together and saying, ah, whatever, something will happen. Oh, shoot. It's the last year of pharmacy school. I better do a residency. You know, you're, you're going to get 
uh, substandard results in your career. Um, yeah. And the reason why so many people are complaining is because they have substandard careers. They have careers that it, it's probably causing them tons of cor- comorbidities, ton- diabetes, yes. increased death, <laughs> just all mm-hmm. around increased death. Mm-hmm. And, and it's because they don't enjoy what they do. So don't yeah. be that kind of pharmacist. You, right. you know, if, if you're just doing mm-hmm. pharmacy because you're like, like me, you're like, oh, this is a safe career, lots of money. Um, it's, it's all the bad reasons. Um, I will, I mean, without calling out names, you're going to find <laughs> out what companies are not good. And it's not just retail, it's hospital too. Interesting. Um, and market are, will, t- I mean, market will adjust that. I mean, that's the, of course, that's the truth, you know, eventually it will. Yeah, it yeah. will. I mean, if you if you're around long enough, you'll see companies come and go. Yeah. So I, I, I think it would have been nice if if you are considering if you're watching this for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Like this video. Subscribe. Give Marco a five star review because he's awesome. Thank um, you. But what I would encourage you to do is to shadow as many different pharmacists as you can find that are willing to have you watch them and observe what they do and imagine yourself doing what they do and asking yourself, am I curious about this? Does this seem like fun or does this seem like painstaking work that I would not enjoy? Mm. Um, I wish Mm -hmm. someone asked me that when I was shadowing them. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) because whenever I shadowed a pharmacist, I was always like, this looks awful. <laughs> um, wish and you, like, you wish you had a second opinion. Yeah. I wish I did. I, I, you know, I'm after I graduated, started practicing. I remember asking my dad, mm-hmm. "Hey, why, why didn't you tell me like I'm not detailed oriented, Dad? <laughs> well, like, how how come how come no one like brought up a red flag to say you know pharmacy's good, but." You hate details, Alex, so why are you doing this? Um, right. So, but here I am. Um, I'm basically a faculty member without a university. And I'm living it. my dream because I found what I love to do, which is teaching. That I is the thing I could do all day long, 12 hours a day. And at the end of the day, I would feel great. Tired, yes. but spent exhausted there's a great book forget his name it's on my bookshelf over there uh it's Uh called die empty and the Hmm. idea behind it is to don't don't put half effort into your work give your work everything Uh because by doing so you will only create more opportunities for yourself to do Mm -hmm. more of that kind of work that you love Mm -hmm. and my life is a living example of this if it wasn't for you know, sacrificing some time in the week hustling to build something i wouldn't be talking with you you know on this podcast i'd be probably it's eight thirty. i'd probably be playing video games right now you know and and dreading going into work tomorrow right it's kind of sad to think about but I... <laughs> hey, no <laughs> it's listen it's not the reality 
it's everybody has a journey and you know we it, it takes some it takes time it takes entire life to to get through that journey and uh yeah yeah, different stops um, right now for us is pharmacy who knows 10 years from now we might be completely doing something else um, but you never know you might start fishing I mean who knows fishing I doubt it I don't know I just um, thought I saw you fishing might be worth I'm pa- I'm a patient person but that's, that's too much patience <laughs> I like to eat fish I'm just saying <laughs> that's good I do too um, there you go Hey, um, well, Alex, thank you so much. Um, thank you. We can probably go for another hour. Um, I could, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's so much, as you said, there's so much to unpack. Um, I'm just glad we touched on some of the important things, but um, we'll keep in touch. And uh, how do people get in touch with you if they want to? Uh, you're Check out our website, thehappyfarmd.com. If you're not a PharmD, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, we, we want right. you apart. We don't want to exclude you. Um, the, the oldest, one of our oldest uh, pharmacists that we worked with was 62. Mm-hmm. Um, worked Beautiful. at Kmart, yeah. was let go. Didn't want to move from his small town. There wasn't a single job within 60 miles. Uh, now he's working for a company doing coding and he just, he just learned coding. Yeah. He's being paid to learn how to apply coding in healthcare. So like there's opportunities out there. Um, it's possible. Um, if anything I've said resonated with you, um, and you're like, you want to learn more about our style, what we think, uh, check out my book indispensable. You can download a free copy, uh, at, freerxbook.com I, I believe that's the website um, you can download the book there I'll put in and, the comments yeah. yes yeah you can check it out there but awesome well thank you Alex thank you Alex we're going to let you go and get some rest I know you had a very busy day well thank you for having me I appreciate it thank you Alex